Imagine a football platform where the world's best writers give you the real story about what's going on at United. Imagine no pop-up ads, no clickbait headlines and no ridiculous rumours to be let down by anymore. You don't have to imagine anymore. Meet The Athletic. No ads, no nonsense, just football. Visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash United We Stand to start your 30-day free trial and get 50% off your annual subscription. The Athletic. Hello and welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. Manchester United, Burnley. It's about 6.30. Spitting a bit on some at Busby Way. Slightly strange kick-off time of 8.15 tonight. I think that's the BT Sport gods having their way. And, and that is uh, the problem with this period of time, festive period, is a ridiculous amount of football games in such a short amount of time. It's bad for players, and we've seen that with Marcus Rashford. But more importantly, from our perspective, it's bad for football fans. And as someone who's looking to go to the FA Cup, fourth round away <laughs> this weekend, this Wednesday night, the game's on Sunday, and I'm not quite sure... If I need to sort out some transport or a ticket to Watford away or Tranmere away, so I'm either going to near London or near Liverpool. But that is the the way of modern football these days. Um, welcome to any scousers talking to Tranmere who are listening to this podcast. We seem to pick up after the two 0 loss at Anfield. They had, a, they had an enjoyable time listening to this. Um, hopefully they've all fucked off now. But in the interest of fairness, I am selling the night we stand on. So Matt Busby way on the approach to Old Trafford and I've been selling to a Frenchman and American and some a couple of Norwegians. Old Trafford Anfield, it's all the same, but it's uh, it's not the most appetising of games tonight. At least it's not raining too hard, but Marcus Rashford out with injury. United have just lost to Liverpool. Sitting fifth in the league, six points behind Chelsea. A win here will send United just three points off the top four, and that's strange when you think about what this season has kind of held for United. It's, it's been... There have been ups, of course, City away, Spurs at home and quite a few others. Some good wins against Newcastle and Norwich and Burnley away. But plenty of downs and seems like things are going wrong all throughout Manchester United, whether that's in the, in the dressing room or the boardroom. Um, and yet could be three points off the top four with a win here and that's, that's the Premier League this season for you. But saying that tonight is not a, not a guaranteed win United have a terrible record against Burnley at home a great one away at Turf Moor and the game which was pretty recently I think within the last month because it was December 28th if I remember correctly um, United beat Burnley 2-0 a late goal to seal that but put in quite a good performance and that was came just after 4-1 win against Newcastle as well and that was a that was a good week for United until we lost to Arsenal on New Year's Day but Burnley at home has We've had some, some bad results in the past. Last year, it took a, I think it was a Victor Lindelof last minute. Equaliser to draw 2-2. And Burnley coming to this, having just beaten Leicester. But before that, four consecutive defeats for them. So, this is, this is the nature of the Premier League this season. Every team you come up against, apart from Liverpool, is, is having a pretty inconsistent season. Um, perhaps Leicester and, and, well, perhaps only Leicester, Man City have been pretty inconsistent themselves as well. Perhaps only Leicester and Liverpool could argue to be have any kind of consistency this season. United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs, whoever you want to say, Burnley as well, inconsistent throughout. Um, the Marcus Rashford injury is uh, probably the biggest talking point of this week alongside the never-ending speculation about 
Manchester United signing midfield or not any midfield with Bruno Fernandes and uh, we, we've got I think it's nine days left of the transfer window according to something I read in the, the Manchester Evening News today yeah mate for 20 hold on right sorry about that just selling Mike um Talking about Bruno Fernandes, and I think he's nine days after the transfer window. United have spent the, the whole of this month pursuing one midfielder, and yeah, I mean, you've got to ask the question. And people have to be fair that this is a kind of deal where United suggested they weren't interested in the summer, but there were plenty of, of, of rumours linking United to Bruno Fernandes, and if if they weren't interested in the summer, it seems slightly odd that they are interested now. So, given that it's been a, a long-held target to sign Bruno Fernandes, quite wise taken all of this month and I, I'm not expecting United to, to sign Bruno Fernandes this month and possibly not in summer either how has it, it taken quite so long to either make the signing or realise that the deal's not going to happen and that is a problem that United have faced for, for far too long if you go back to the David Moyes' first summer or only summer in charge United targeted Tony Cruz, Cesc Fabregas Gareth Bale as well, Ed Woodward left Australia for some urgent transfer budgets and then United end up signing Marin Fellaini on deadline day for more than his release clause. This is a trend that has been there for right from the, the last six years and the, the only consistent in that six years is Ed Woodward, United's whatever role he is, executive vice chairman or something like that. But we'll, we'll see what happens in the transfer window. According to the Manchester Evening News, United's players have been told the current United players have been told that two signings are going to come in before the end of the January transfer window with about a week left. That seems an interesting, uh, interesting report and an interesting story. Not one that I'm entirely convinced by given the United's transfer record over the last few years. But Marcus Rashford's injury brings about the, the problem of United needing a striker. The current options up front are Anthony Martial and Mason Greenwood and that's it. And for a a Premier League side wanting to challenge in the top for any Premier League side and any championship well for any football club to have two strikers one of whom's an 18 year old recently turned 18 year old in his first full season as a professional football player is, is a joke sold Romelu Lukaku sold Alexis Sanchez both of those were the right things to do and to not sign a replacement meant that Rashford Green etc got some chances but United are now going to have to look to find an experienced forward for cheap or on a loan deal to try and bring some goals into a United side that without Marcus Rashford will be will be lacking in them. Martial is Martial actually has a, a pretty good scoring rate. Mason Greenwood's been doing so well. He's, he's such a talented kid since he came into the side, but it's not enough. And Dan James isn't going to provide you those goals. Matters not. Pereira's not. Lingard's not. That's United's second problem is finding goals from somewhere that isn't the, the strike force. And when the strike force isn't doing enough anyway, then you know you're in trouble. So this game comes without Marcus Rashford. United have had plenty of injury problems over the last few weeks. Even Harry Maguire, who's been playing recently, there were rumours that he'd be out for a couple of months after, I think it was a hip or, or groin or thigh tear or something. And he came back in straight away. So you have to question whether he might be playing through the pain as well. Jesse Lingard reported he was playing through pain at some point. And you wouldn't be surprised if there's plenty of United players. And, and football players do do that. And sometimes they should do that. But it's definitely a sign that United's squad is stupidly weak. And it is stupid. It's the, the lack of foresight to see the, the, the people at the top of United. And this includes 
the, the managerial and coaching team are, are paid to have the foresight that says, hold on, we're, we're going to need some depth in our squad come January, December, February, whatever it is. And United have this tonight and then FA Cup fourth round against <laughs> either Watford or Tranmere on who knows who it will be yet and, and that's another ridiculous thing. But on Sunday and then it's City in a the second leg of a League Cup semi-final which seems to be decided already but United won't approach it in that way. Uh, tonight's game is an interesting one. Terrible record against Burnley United have. Uh, and having seen Virgil van Dijk head home in first half at, at Anfield you would not be shocked to see one of Burnley's physical strikers Chris Wood I think Ashley Barnes is ruled out but Chris Wood who scored against Leicester at the weekend would, you wouldn't be surprised to score to see him score from a set piece and United could get could be in trouble in that area um, hoping for United win to, to get back on track but this is exactly the kind of game that this United sign would would draw or lose and have done before have taken the lead about five minutes before half time and done very little all game but I said before the game wouldn't be surprised if they scored from a set piece and they've just stuck a long free kick into the box one little header on and then Chris Wood's finished off and that's again United started well at Anfield conceded to a stupid defending at a corner and this time it's from a, a free kick near the halfway line but it's the same effect for the opposition's Poor. Right, half time, Manchester United losing to Burnley. Another, I think that's the ninth goal they've conceded from a set piece this season. Harry Maguire with a bit of lackadaisical defending, letting Chris Wood go, and with the Athletics Laurie Whitwell. That's, we're saying it's, it's a fine half if you don't concede a goal from a set piece like that, but that makes it pretty disappointing, frustrating. Yeah, they would given a warning, hadn't they, Burnley, with a deep free kick earlier than that, that where we're just looking at it now, actually Wood, heads just wide, sort of a few yards out, didn't heed the warning. You've got Matic up against two Burnley defenders, I think Tarkovsky and me. Obviously, yeah. me wins the ball, and then it's, it's a really nice finish from Wood, to be fair, but he gets away from Maguire, I don't know, near post from De Gea, isn't it? But could he have done any more? I'm not sure, but equally, you just think set pieces got to tighten up from that perspective um, well you look at United's defence now and you've got 50 million, 80 million Maguire 50 million Wan-Bissaka etc etc and yet set pieces they, they still can't do what's required really it, it does It does surprise me you wonder you know exactly are they are they, are they, are they getting the right instructions are they, are they performing them in the right way obviously against Liverpool it was Van Dijk with this sort of free header yeah. because he had the run on you know Williams in the zonal marking they obviously saw that and tightened it up for the next uh, corner that Maguire yeah. was then marking Van Dijk and it was, it was fine so yeah uh, it's confusing frustrating because really United in an attacking sense weren't actually that bad you know they created three really good chances two for Marshall and one for Mata and, and better finishing be ahead 
fucking anti-Martial. You said better finishing. This is the, the second game United have been without Marcus Rashford. It's going to be another probably 15, 20 games without Marcus Rashford, possibly until the end of the season. And, and Martial's finishing. He needs a goal to get the confidence up. And when James isn't giving you anything either, then you're in trouble. Well, that's it. I think, I mean, the, the first one is, is just he's not concentrated on it. He's fluffed it. And then the second one is he, uh, he just takes too long. I don't understand why he's trying to take another touch there. Just get the ball, yeah. shoot shoot early. You know, he did it at Wolves. Great finish with his left foot. Straight, straight time. Just too, too, too busy dallying. Right, I'll, let um, you, I'll let you play up some food and then we can, <laughs> then we can continue. Looking at the, at the Rashford situation... Pep Guardiola said in the week, talking about, I think Jamie Vardy has just done, his, might have done something to his hamstring as well. Vardy, Rashford, Kane, United fans, combine that with the fact United fans don't even know where they're travelling to on Sunday. Are those two, those two things together in a week, is that a sign that there's just too much football going on? I, I, I think that is, a, I mean, I know Solskjaer's had a lot of stick for the Rashford injury. Um, you know, clearly it's one of those that you, you weigh up on each time, can, can we play him, can we not? They've got unlucky clearly because ultimately they are playing too much football. You know, from, from United perspective, is that because the squad's not deep enough, so he can't rotate as much as he'd like to? And also, as you say, there's so many games now. The replays, I think, is probably you know something that we could all really do without in the FA Cup. Like you know, the, the Wolves game where he does it. Do, do we really want to have that? You know, the, the, exactly. No, no one really wanted to see that. The team didn't want to play it. The fans didn't really even want to see it. So. You know, I think there's something to do with the the broadcast um, deal that they can't change that law until it, it, it expires in 2024. Maybe I think, yeah. So it's uh, yeah. So it's here to stay for a few more seasons at least. But I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you look at Vardy; he's been rested. He's not playing international football. Uh, I know he's you know slightly older, but he's a very fit lad, and he's done his hamstring. Um, clearly, players are going to break down by playing so much football. I heard. Um I can't remember where I heard it, but Jamie Vardy's got a cryo chamber in his house, his own personal cryo chamber. But um, in in terms of that, you you scrap replays, but then the League Cup as well is something Guardiola's always kind of had a, a dislike for, despite winning it twice in a row. It's a competition that United won in 2017. If United won it this year, which is looking unlikely, everyone would be happy. So people say get rid of it, but it's not it's not that easy, is it? I suppose it's a competition to win, and yeah, to, to abolish it would be, um, as, Pep, as Pep Guardiola has obviously called for, um, would probably cause quite a lot of disgruntlement. Um, I don't know if it is one of those ones that's, that's, you know, you just have to move with the times on. Where could you do a different tournament that doesn't take as many matches? I, I don't know. Um, I, I, st- I think it has a place, and they've obviously revamped it, you know, in recent seasons where it goes straight to penalties. I, I yeah. think that's sort of. Fair enough, really, and, and, and you know a lot of clubs now do use it as a, a chance to to blood youngsters. Um, Liverpool obviously did it, you know, very well. Um, yeah, uh, that took it to to a new level um, <laughs> with that one. I, but I, I think I don't think they're going to abolish it, are they? So I think it's just a case of, I mean, really, from a United perspective, they should have a they should have a bigger squad, really, yeah. a, a, a deeper squad of, of, of elite players. Right, last thing, you were talking about youngsters. Um, United supposedly looking at Jude Bellingham at Birmingham. Transfer window, I think this must be nine, eight days left. He's one that they're targeting, Bruno Fernandes, but would you be surprised if it got to the end of the window and nothing had happened? Well, to be fair, people at United have said from the get-go, you know, don't be surprised if we don't sign anybody, but I mean, I just think it really would be a catastrophic window if they don't bring anybody in because... Yeah, we, the, 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 the kind of approach to the January window was always done with the squad that they had in mind. Yeah. You've then lost McTominay, you've lost Pogba, 
clearly there needs to be another midfielder in there that is a good quality. Bruno Fernandes obviously would 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 would, would improve United's squad. It's, yeah. You can't deny that he would. Okay, he might take time to, take time to settle, but if you get him in now, then he's got that time for the rest of this season into the yeah. new season. Um, in terms of Jude Bellingham, he's supposed to be you know I've not seen loads of him, but he's you know an extremely talented 16 year old kid. You know. With such confidence in that championship, scoring four goals, exactly playing different variety of positions, he's obviously very good. So I guess United are thinking, let's get him now, even if we have to loan him back to Birmingham to start. At least then he's our player. You know, rather pay. I mean, it seems crazy, one, isn't it, for 16-year-old, 25, 30 million that's been talked about. I guess that would be with add-ons included, but. You know, I suppose it's cheaper than paying, you know, 60, 70, 80, as they might now have to do for someone like a Grealish or someone like a Madison. Yeah. So uh, I can see the logic at least. And on Bruno Fernandes, there's no part of me that thinks that's going to be done before the end of the window. But t- does it seem weird to you that, that has, has that always been the focus for United this window? Has there been no other midfielder they thought, hold on, let's fuck this Bruno Fernandes deal off and just, just try and get someone else? Uh, well, obviously, last summer United were were getting irritated by the links constantly from Portugal um, that we were saying Fernandez was arriving. They they made that known to people, so therefore it happening now in January is kind of a, a U-turn. Really, it indicates to me that they've not been able to get targets that they really wanted right now. Uh, whether they can now get them in the summer, I don't know. I mean, Kai Havertz was one that I, I told who wrote on the Athletic that. They had conversations about the by Leverkusen, 20-year-old lad, um, clearly good player, but Leverkusen are asking for 100 million euro, which United are saying no, not now. We'll, we'll have a look in the summer. Uh, we'll see if he's available for cheaper now. So, so he's another name that I've, I've definitely heard they're interested in, um, and I think everybody else, Jack Grealish, obviously that I think they would, you know, go for him in the summer, but Villa would no nowhere near sell him now. Uh, Madison, similar with Leicester, I think maybe a very tentative call, but that's about it. I'll let you. Eat, uh what I, it's, it's wrapped in chocolate and it's got I think like three different kinds of nuts on it but yeah. before you do um, you, Athletic's got a new United podcast out which yeah. you Carl Anker Andy Mitten uh, thanks for plugging yeah cheers you did, that, did, did my job for me there it's called uh, Talk of the Devils uh, so you see, you see what they've done there uh, so yeah our first one was out this week uh, you can get it on iTunes and all the usual places uh, yeah, Carl Anker hosts it I, I'm on it uh, Andy's on it this week so uh, we're hoping to get more guests on it um, you know, players, uh, coaches, people to talk about the game with us. Um, basically, going to be talking about anything that you, you know, anything United. Um, yeah. So yeah, please. Hopefully, it supplements United we stand as well. Can't, can't betray us, right? I'll, I'm interested to see what's inside this. Yeah, yeah. Jay Rodriguez has just scored an absolute stunner for Burnley. Two 0 The pie got half times falling apart. United lose the two 0 It's not a not the perfect Wednesday evening. In the Munich Tunnel, we'll just come out of the Munich Tunnel. Dead Woodward songs continue out of Old Trafford, which was almost empty at full time. That was a... How many times has this happened? We ran out of ways to describe it. One of the worst this season, one of the last, worst of the last six years. That was dreadful. First half was pretty shite. Second half was possibly even worse. The whole thing was a 
evidence of how far Manchester United have fallen. The lack of or the shit show the recruitment is being shown up there. A few injuries and Manchester United are deep, deep in shit. 2-0 to Liverpool, you can make some excuses for There's someone dancing and someone on a guitar here. But 2-0 at home to Burnley. It's the first time Burnley have won at Old Trafford since 1962. There's no one at the club who is blameless for for a performance like that. Gonna catch up with the boys in a second. Got John Aston with me, Stu, and Shawcross. That's the ninth goal United have conceded from a set piece this season. A problem against Liverpool, problem against Burnley. And and there wasn't that much to be queried with the team selection, but that was a, a shit show. Yeah, and it's, it doesn't, you know, as far as I can remember, that's probably the worst home game I've attended in terms of hope and expect, you know, expectation. You know, it's not, it's not a surprise that we've lost to Burnley, a team who are pretty garbage. Um, such a naive performance as well. You know, it's all right saying we haven't got the quality in the side, but there's also a lack of brains there as well. I don't think Burnley had ever beat us playing football. So we insist on giving them free kicks, you know, multiple free kicks inside our half. Um, we've got, you know, Phil Jones running into somebody from behind who's 60 yards from goal. And I, I just can't, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite speechless at what I've just watched, to be honest. And um, whilst, you know, we've, we've got Ollie as our manager, you know, we do back him and that sort of thing. But I, I, I really don't know where we go from here because we've got no players, have we? <laughs> we'll get on to, to transfers and where we go in a second but you get to an end of a game like this and you think we've lost to Burnley we've lost to Watford this isn't it's not a surprise anymore and there's there's not that much new to say it's the same problems and it, it goes beyond Solskjaer it goes back to Mourinho Van Gaal and Moyes it's been the same problems whoever the players are and whoever the manager is John well, you, you just watched the game and you thought to yourself you know, it's another one of them games where they've had two shots and they've scored twice but it's proper rope-a-dope stuff you know they know how to play. They know they'll only get two or three chances. So your hope is when they get them, you're going to defend them when we haven't done it again. But it goes to the other end, on it? You're at home to Burnley. You've not scored and you've barely created a chance. So forget two pieces of bad defending. You should be tuning up before they even get in your half. Yeah, and Anthony Martial is now United's main striker. Marcus Rashford's out for probably 15, 20 games over the next couple of months. And Martial's not finishing his chances. Then against Liverpool... And when Dan James isn't scoring as well, Pereira's not going to give you goals, Lingard isn't, Matis not really. Martial's got to provide, hasn't he? Yeah, we're in deeper shipment, I think, probably we thought we were. But we, we, this goes back to even October, certainly November time, when we, we spoke about the squad, the team, and injuries that would, would happen. Um, you know, you can't legislate for who's going to get injured, whether it's... You, 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 your best side, two or three players or your defender or your striker or whoever but we spoke about this in November saying it's a, it's a long season and once you get into January, February if you're still in the Cups you know, and then the Europa League kicks in and you know, let's be honest McTominay whatever you think of McTominay he's, he's had a decent season Pogba whatever you think of Pogba and Rashford there would be three name, names on the start, starting sheet so we knew this was going to happen we knew that would be down to the bare bones and even with them three players the squad's still bare so I'm not saying anything nobody knows here but 
this has been coming for, for, for a good two or three months now in terms of the squad and who he can pick. And, who, and going back to Martial, you know, I've never been his biggest fan. He's, he's been here four or five years and it astounds me how he's still here. In, fa- in fairness, they're your three best players. But you shouldn't lose three players and have to put a team out there for, for an important Premier League game that looks like it was something you put out for a League Cup game. But that just goes to show that you've gone there with such a weak squad that if you lose three or four important players... We've literally got a team that's out there. It's a mid-table football team that they brought there today. And, you know, and if you speak, if you like listen to Saltshire, I know I know he's like on a mission to stay positive, and he's sort of like the, the opposite of Mourinho in that sense, where he doesn't call out and um, he shows a bit of faith in his players publicly. But at the same time, we do need a bit of a balance because he, you know he's, he's some of the things he says, you know, you just know that they're not true, and I think we've. If you spoke to Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer now about our squad, he'd start saying we've had a lot of injuries, as if you know the injuries are not our fault. You know, we 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 knew we were in the Europa League, we knew we were playing Thursday Sunday, we knew that has an effect on on squads, football squads. We played Rashford and Marshall up front against Colchester. Yeah, it's things like that. You know, well, we played a strong team away at Wolves and settled for a draw. Nobody else, have we? Exactly. We've literally got you nobody can't else. Do that sort yeah. of squad. Yeah. So, so I, um, we're going to come on to the game, I'm sure, in, in a minute. But Luke Shaw coming on tonight, I don't, get, I don't get that substitution. So no, it, it's. Well, what else did they have on the bench? Yeah. Well, that's Gomez. the thing. Gomez, better option than chucking Luke Shaw at left back. Well, because at the moment you look at United and they're neither. They're, we're playing young players. We're playing Williams. We're playing Greenwood. But we're not a club that you think this is a, a football team breeding the next generation is we have we have to play Williams we have to play Greenwood James James has played more games this season than he should have probably in two seasons at being United so he's he's obviously played too much football the problem with young the problem with young players at big clubs is you need to bring two or three of them through where senior senior players can carry them you can't bring you know alright fair enough the lads we brought through in like 95 whatever it was they still had some you know, they still had some senior players there with them. And even then, the, the, league, the league's changed now. You know, you've got to win 100 points to win the league these days. So I think fans have to be either patient, but you also think to yourself, are them players actually going to be good enough to get to the level you need to be? You know, the, these players were not very good at youth level. City and Chelsea have mopped up for years and years, and their youth team cannot get a game for the first team. Yeah. Again, yeah, when you're relying on in Brandon Williams, you know... <laughs> the youngest player on the pitch, and in James again, who's only played in the Premier League now for you know five months. When you're relying on those two to create your your chances, which is what we were tonight, and then then two get taken off. Where where else was was, was well, the creativity well, coming from? These are players that should be eased in. You shouldn't yeah. be relying on no, them. Exactly. Sort of players. Yeah, they've played that, too much problem already, haven't they? Yeah. And what, you, what you'll do, you'll kill them as well. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah the pressure How many gets to. How games has um, Williams played on the track now? He, he must six, have played six, in a while, six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that just says it all, doesn't it? James, he's probably every single game he's fit, he plays for us, yeah. and it just really is a scandal now. And I mean, it's all right putting a brave face on in press conferences and that sort of thing, but you know, you, you, we've made a decision as a club to sell players who played forty games for us last year. We sold Smalling, we sold um, Sanchez, we sold Lukaku, we sold Herrera. These had all had thirty games this season, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Quite even easy. someone like Fellaini. You don't want the at the club going forward in the long term, and that's what we thought yeah, the social thing was. But I don't think anybody disagrees with any of the sales. But yeah. my point is, is we we need we need numbers. We haven't got any quality in that squad whatsoever. What City would do? They bought players in, then sold players, not yeah, let's, sold let's players first. Right. We're not we're not talking in hindsight here, are we? Because 
after the first game against Chelsea, I remember doing a podcast and we were talking about how thin the squad was. Yeah. You know, we had probably one sub in each, you know, one sub in defence, midfield and attack. And that, that's what we've got now. Well, you can go back a year now. Solskjaer's been in charge for, what, 13, 14 months. He's lost, January, he's lost eight senior players. Yeah, and brought in McGuire three. And two kids. Yeah, and wan is 2021. James is 22. People forget he'd only had one year at Crystal Palace. James has played a handful of games for Swansea, you know, because he started so well. People have treated him like a seasoned pro, but he's not. And then on top of that, to, to, what's happened in the last couple of weeks, obviously, with Ashley Young, you're asking Maguire, who's never been captain before, yeah. to step in as Manchester United captain. So that, that's a pressure in itself. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting here and slagging Maguire. I didn't really see him speak much tonight. I don't, I don't know what type of captain he is, but he's got, yeah. he's got to put his, um, his print on, 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 the, on, the, on the changing room, hasn't he, as a, as a captain? Where's that bloody armband's the last fucking problem I've got, still, you know. No, but the players on the pitch. Yeah, but he's, he's yeah. coming as well from, from a, you know, a, a de- decent Leicester side and he's under pressure because he's got fucking either Lindelof or Jones next to him. He's got De Gea who can't kick a fucking ball to save his life behind him. So it is, he's being questioned as an £80 million player and partly because down the road they've got someone in Van Dyke who costs £10 million less and who looks at the moment five times better than him. He's a phenomenal player. Yeah, I, he is. I, saw, yeah. I still think Maguire has improved United. But you can't stop pointing out with that squad. How many of them have been there and done it now? And that's a, the longer you leave it and you let all these proven winners go, you know, left with a full, squad full of kids and who, you've got no one there to get. Years. Of course, yeah. Did, yeah. yeah. But then, you know, you, you win a trophy, you win another trophy. Yeah. It gets, the more you win, the easier and easier it gets to, to carry on with. If, if you're going to start getting rid of players you have to start building and that's what Liverpool eventually realised even, even, even if it took them 20 years for Liverpool, I think 8 of their team has at least won the league whether it be in Austria Different Scotland teams. wherever else it's still about getting over that line and, and winning leagues and the problem you've got now you look at our squad and you think to yourself who's there who's able to guide everyone in that squad because you're going to go well it were you to tell me what to do you know you played for last, last year that's what you know five years ago you go well you've won the league 13 times You've won it five times, you've done that. You've not got that anymore. On the game itself, there's not that much to say. Set-piece defending is poor again. Five, five, is it five years since we beat Burnley at home now? Yeah, five years at home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we keep falling into the same trap every time. They won't, they won't score goals by playing you know, good football. They'll kick the ball upfield and they'll wrestle and try and gain a free kick and then they'll leather it into your box. And they should have scored one before they actually scored off the set-piece. And, you know, we've got players like Phil Jones. I'd, I would have honestly said today, like, I'd find anybody who gives up away a free kick in our eye because it's, it, it's pointless. What, what, why would you do it, you know? But even in attack as well, you saw they, they were pressing us pretty hard and that's making Phil Jones make these mistakes and we're letting them play well, around in their own box. a proper save today. No. That's scandalous at home to Burnley, isn't it? You know? yeah. so there's one little P-roller from Fred or, or Pereira. Or Pereira yeah. yeah, that's what it was. It was a few scuffed shots. That's all we got. Yeah. But, um, you know, you felt... <clears throat> this time last year, one of Solskjaer's first games, we went 2-0 down at home to Burnley. Yeah, yeah. And we come back and scored twice. You never fought for one second no. after that second goal went in tonight that we were going to come back tonight. Well, it helps, you know. I mean, if it, that, I'm talking, you know, in an ideal world, but if United bought, replaced a striker when they sold Lukaku, or they had Lukaku tonight, then, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd have been fine. We'd have had an option off the bench. And I, I genuinely believe we might have won. But it's like, I just think... You know what? What have we got out of loaning out Chris Smalling? And I know I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for selling him and getting somebody in, but yeah. what have United gained from loaning him out? The only but, thing they've gained is his wages. But I think the, the striker point's more important 
for United because the defence has been an issue this season but not having Smalling's not been the, the biggest problem but mm-hmm. Rashford's development why, why loan Sanchez out and then play all, pay all his yeah. wages you know but then even even if you sign a striker in the summer Rashford's best position is clearly on the left he still would have played there and in fact that was the, the point from the start of the season they wanted to start Martial as centre forward which he is now so you might have had Anthony Martial with a bit of competition give him a kick up the arse Rashford still plays on the left and you you bring in Dan James, but the the people he's who are paid his, to his do best that. Position is in that left as well. Our, yeah, our, free, our front three's best position are all the same position on that left hand side. But Rashford gets none there because he's the best one. And the people who are paid to do it haven't got this foresight. And you'd ha- you'd happily see Marcel and James replaced, wouldn't you? With, yeah. with specialist people in them positions and have them as backup players. But that's where we are now. I said you get players <coughs> playing out of position who are but it's, squad players playing. There's not a single. Is there any player in this United side you wouldn't happily see replaced? Maybe Wambasaka. Well, you'd probably say you'd probably, give Maguire, you'd probably give Maguire and Wambasaka another chance. And Rashford, Rashford's the obvious one. At a massive level, but and you would have never thought three years ago you'd be saying that you're not, you're not asked about De Gea, but he's 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 gone to part, hasn't he? So you're, you're right. There's one one or two players out of out of the squad, let alone the starting eleven. I said to Ant driving down here tonight. I said, "Who's going to score tonight? Who is going to score?" And 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 I said that even thinking that Greenwood was was going to start at least to get a couple of shots away, and he, he might have scored. Walk in, and he's not on, on the pitch. The, the team that started at Liverpool on Sunday between them had scored 17 goals this season, and 11 of them were Martial. And he's another one. He's hopeless without Rashford playing alongside him as well. Yeah. After today, if um, in, le- in league in league this is the tenth league game this season that either one of Marshall or Rashford's been missing and we've won two out of them. Yeah. We do all right when they're both playing, but when, when they're apart. Do you think they've thrown the towel in then, the Glazers? I'd, you look at it and for years you think it's mismanagement, but you get to the stage where you just think... The thing is, though, in August... I mean, I, is it, I, it's I, deliberate. I've been, I've been going to United a fair few years now and I've spoken to a lot of people that you know talk absolute nonsense about football. But even pretty much everybody knew that United was stupid to sell a striker and not replace him you know, in August yeah. and it really is coming home to roost now so what, what do you think the thing, do you think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer honestly believe that we were better off without Romelu Lukaku this, this season and people might say yeah, yeah but he were kicking off and wanting to leave but I don't care you know you don't, you don't sell a striker and lose yourself about 12 points do you I think that was Solskjaer's approach was get the bad eggs out first at any, at any cost, get a bit of harmony in the squad and then try to build. And it's but, basically but, the right thing, isn't it? Of course but, it is, yeah. But people are slagging Solskjaer off now, but would he have sold them eight players if he thought Woodward was only going to get three players in to replace them by, by this point? Well, that is, isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't that him being naive then? And that means he's to blame because you don't sell a player, sanction a sale before you get a new one, do you? Well, not, well no, but Fer, when Fergie first came in and people would have kicked off about him selling... Whiteside, McGrath, everyone else in there, but he just wanted to get rid of that culture first and foremost. But yeah. we're just not getting the players into. Get we're not getting get, the players get one, in to replace. Get a culture and that loses at home to Burnley. Doesn't make any sense at all, does it? That's why I do. I, I totally agree that the players we've sold, I'd have no problem if we had replacements, but we, we didn't, and we're relying on Brandon Williams starting six games on the trot, Daniel James starting twenty odd on the trot. These players should should have been playing twenty games maximum this season. And it just really it's an absolute shit show and I don't really know where we go. So we know about obviously Phil Jones, so you know, should have been gone in the summer, nobody wanted him. But even the likes of Matic, which I, again I said to you and dinner before, 
He was frozen out for two months. He was going, by all accounts. But clearly, clearly, the club have said you're going nowhere in January because we're down to bare bones midfield-wise. Look at that, though. I mean, so Phil, nobody wanted Phil Jones in the summer. So, when do you get rid of a centre-half that's better than him, then? Well, that, that's the plan, isn't it? Well, no. Because I, I, think, I think they told Small in the summer that you so, would be a backup centre-half and he wasn't happy to do it, so they let him so go. So, how many points more would United have this, this, this summer with Chris Small? This, at this point in the season, if, if Chris Smalling was in the squad? Well, they might have done, but that would have been at a place of Lindelof, wasn't it, if he went with at the start of the season? Yeah, but you don't loan somebody out in a, for a situation where they'd have, you'd have more points with them, do you? We're, we're saving on wages but losing points. I think you just scored two or three goals as well. Yeah. But I think the plan was to have Baez the third choice, Smalling as fourth, Axel Swansea coming through, Baez injured, Swansea is injured. We're talking about who's going to score goals in, in terms of strikers, but we, we have no contribution from anywhere else on the pitch, do we? We have no midfielders who contribute, we have no centre-halves who know how to score from set pieces. Yeah. So is it just that... Is that unlucky, or again, is, does, it, does that come back down to Solskjaer and his team? Is it tactics? Is it not, is it what they do or yeah, don't do in training? Yeah. It's got to be. Uh, uh, players coming in, can you can you honestly say, not just Solskjaer? I mean, since Fergie, I'm probably going to say, and obviously, if, if you're only under a manager for maybe two years, it's a bit it's a bit difficult. But I can't really name too many players who have come in and, and developed as a, as an individual. I'm not for criticising him about you know certain stuff, but. I, I definitely can't. No, I don't general. think I can criticise him for the state of that squad. No, I, no, no. You know, he, if he sanctioned those sales, then that's his, that's what he should be criticised for. The actual performances that we're having with that squad, I'd say we're definitely t- about tenth in the table with the if, squad quality. If you look at how how managers work these days, they most football managers need someone above them or working with them to say, you get to the start of the summer and you say. I want to sell these five or six players and that other person can give you advice and say, well, actually, we're going to struggle to get replacement for them, so why don't you pick the ones you really want to get out and the ones you really want to replace? And United clearly don't have that. And they're, they're the only club in the league that don't have that. And on to that, that, that leads us on quite well to you know the, the chance tonight and that sort of stuff. But I, I, I genuinely believe like with, with him, like I think he's bitten off more than he can chew this time because... There's no way that the fans are going to turn on Solskjaer, the manager, with um, you know, with the quality of squad that he's been left with. You know, it's an absolute death warrant starting the I th- squad. I think they're doing things in the right way in the sense that you, you generally have to rip things up and start again. But they've, they've, they've not they've not taken into account how difficult it is to get players in, or especially when we the owners we've got Woodward in charge, they won't pay these extra few millions. They're falling out with every every agent known to man. United are still stuck in a time warp where we think we've got all the power and, ref- and refuse to do. Yeah. We refuse to follow what other clubs do. But the worst bit is people at United were saying at the start of the January transfer window, don't be surprised if we don't bring anyone in. Mm. And for, for the people at United to be saying that when we're quite clearly so short tells you everything you really need to know. We're a week away, aren't we? Yeah. OK, so we sold Lukaku on deadline day, which was a terrible decision if we didn't have somebody coming in. You've, ne- you've then got six months to line deals up for January. They obviously put all their eggs in one basket with the, the lad from Salzburg. Didn't get him, so then we're, we're, we're stuck again. So are we now in the? Are we now saying that we'll let players go and write off seasons now? Because that's that's what we've done. When, as soon as we sold Lukaku, United were, were never going to get top four, in my opinion. So my point is, is we've written off a season, haven't we? Another one. Play, players' fees used to, you know go up by 20% even 
you know, 25 years ago under Fergie, when you know, when we were going and more or less guaranteed to win things. Now they're going up because the word is, is desperate. The word's being, it was said to Solskjaer post-match at Anfield. He's never going to say it, but the word desperate, they know. So, you know, whatever United aren't willing to pay for Bruno Fernandes, they want 50, and, oh, sorry, we're, we're willing to pay 50 million euros or whatever it is, and they want 60. You can bet your life. I wouldn't be surprised if they've added 10, 20 million to that tonight. And, you know, people might say, you know, he's good at these deals, but let's have it right now. He's the laughing stock of the league, isn't he? <laughs> our, our CEO. Cause it, it, when, when he met Mike Ashley at Newcastle, he said, at least I'm not the most hated person in the room now. He's, he's, even even amongst people who own football clubs, he's a laughing stock. I, I know what will happen in the end. He'll end up appointing a director of football when it gets because it's. It, I, I think it's really coming on top for him now. I think it will. So yeah. sure. I think he's that big-headed. Yeah. I still think he wants to. Yeah, but, who would, he ever will. but who would yeah. take that job? He would currently take that job. I think it's going to come on top of him now though, for the end of the season, and I genuinely believe that. I mean, you've seen tonight. What was it? Seventy-two thousand. We saw a Manchester derby a couple of weeks ago at sixty-nine thousand. I know. I know. There's. A, I know. There's a, a lot of people saying stuff like, you know, they don't get their income from there anymore. But I've, I've no doubt that empty seats at Old Trafford is not a good look for him. And you know, whether whether they're paid for or not. We talk about income. But, uh, our projected income for next year is about one hundred and fifty million below Barcelona's. Yeah, well, we used to always it's, be it's it been flatlining and, since yeah, and, 2015. And the, yeah, and they're talking about and Liverpool um, and City catching us next year. Isn't the likes of Chevrolet? Is that up next year as well? That's, yeah, you know, big deal. You know, big sponsors. These, yeah. these companies are going to start getting twitchy, aren't they? The person who did that deal got sat the day after, didn't he? Because he paid us so much money, it was yeah, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Exactly. No one's going to pay going to pay that much. Coming to play as well, uh, which is obviously we've been so good at. And again, we've been streets ahead of, of of teams, haven't we, for years and years? But then the likes of Liverpool and Tottenham are catching us up in that in, in most, you know in terms of sponsorship deals. Our what, grounds falling apart in comparison to the. Other I was getting absolutely. getting dripped on the other night. I just need something to fall on me from the roof to put me out of this misery. Yeah. <laughs> and on that, that incredibly positive note, we better wrap it up. Um, cheers, lads. Uh, We'll be back for whoever we're playing on, on Sunday because we still don't know. It's Watford Wednesday night, or Watford or Tranmere. You need to do Man of the Match. You really need to do Man, man of the Match. <laughs> right. Let's start. Have you actually? Go on. I thought Wan Bissaka was our only outlet all night. Yeah. I'm going to Fred. Didn't hide again. Wanted the ball. That it's bit. Is this what we're looking at now? It is what we're looking at. And do you know what? I'd only give Fred a six or a seven out of ten. So that's how bad it is. Player who wants the balls, Man of the Match. Yes. Christ. <laughs> It's about three ball boys better than Fred tonight. Yeah, Wan Bissaka, two crosses for two <laughs> chances. Yeah. To be fair to Wan Bissaka, since about mid December when he was getting a lot of shit for not really doing anything in attack, he's he's gradually getting a little bit better, better as the weeks go. I have no issues with the signings that we bought. We just didn't buy enough, did we? Yeah, we didn't. We didn't buy enough. And I, I said after you know after the Cardiff game at the end of last season, we need we need four first team players to come in, and that was without the ones we were selling. Yeah. And um, that was without the ones we were selling because, you know, like Herrera and the like. So I just think we needed six players this summer and we've ended up with, with two and a half because James weren't ready to start for the first team. And we signed none in January as well. So yeah, yeah. that'll do us for, for, yeah, for today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for deadline day. Do you think we're going to pull the trigger and do time. something stupid? I, I think we'll buy someone. We're, we're doing fuck all. And do you, do you reckon? One, yeah. one, of the wor- yeah. one of the worst things that could have happened is if we sign Fernandez, scrape over the line tonight and get through on Sunday, it papers over the cracks. At Got least, at least after today, imagine Wolves at home on the first of February after no signings and we've just been knocked out of the cup. It's 
going to be brilliant. Got more chance Saturday Bru- Bruno Mars. I'm telling you, in Bruno Fernandes. No, I, I can see us doing something really stupid, like paying like 20 million for a loan or something like we did with Falcao. Yeah. Something like that, you know. Ridiculous. I can, yeah, I can yeah, see. Giroud. Yeah, I really can see that. And um, I, all this like waiting, we're not, we're not, we're not buying unless the right Security player comes along. I can actually see us worrying and, and doing something, pulling the trigger and doing something really stupid, me, in these last 10 days. Right, we'll wrap it up because I need to get out of the car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> been sitting here for about 10 minutes in there. <laughs> right, cheers for listening. Cheers for, to those who did buy the mag today, although we were handing them out for free at the end. Yeah, and we had a, we had a bit of shit, didn't we? We, we keep getting uh, people coming out of the ground saying, like, we picked the team and we're the managers, yeah, so... We'll pass all of, all of your feedback on to Oligan Solskjaer and his yeah, coaching yeah. staff. Right, we'll see you on Sunday for whoever we're playing in the Cup. <laughs>